There we go. Welcome to 36. Grateful to see everyone here. Uh, team of four at the moment. Um, what's nice, you know, the, the, you know, things have changed. Things have changed. I used to have to, you know, we used to do these and I would have to generate all the topics and then I would uh, abuse everyone here and say, you can't show up unless you bring a topic. And now we've had a nice cycle of people having topics that they're bringing. So uh, today, that's all heavy loaded. Um, so we're going to let, uh, you know, let, uh, let these discussion points rain throughout today. And if anything naturally comes up, uh, I think these are some good ones here. Um, but uh, a great week, um, doing a lot of optimization systems, new integrations, getting some people to help us out. And uh, it's been uh, it's been a fun one. So uh, glad to uh, sort of reflect with you guys here today. It's also the end of a quarter. Ton of stuff been going on in that quarter, and uh, I know we're all sort of doing some. Lawrence doing some financial calculations. Neil's doing some marketing calculations. A lot of math. A lot of adding. A lot of a lot of things that are going on. So um, quickly, Tyler, uh, Chief Executive Officer. Uh, uh, do a lot of um, dealing with clients, dealing with customers, a lot of live chats, a lot of emails, uh, and also when I can, getting my own hands on the product and playing around with it, playing around with the data that we produce, having a lot of fun with what, what our system can do. So grateful to be better. I'm uh, Lauren. I am the accountant here, the financial aficionado, and uh, just putting together a lot of applications that look pretty promising. So let's see if, uh, if all works out for us. Nihal, uh, digital strategist here at Speak. Uh, been playing around with sitemaps, site structure, and uh, working with broken analytics. So that's the problem. <laughs> uh, uh, I'm sad when you use, uh, lose some analytics there, looking at the yeah. Anyway, go ahead. Just... All right. Uh, hello, everyone. This is Wetzel, uh, CTO at Speak here. It was an awesome week. I would say this is not end of the quarter. This is the start of the quarter. This is first October. So this is the new beginning of the quarter four here uh, of 2021. Uh, a lot of exciting things are again uh, on the way. Uh, I had a late night uh, in the last couple of days, but I had so much, so much fun uh, and uh, enjoyed every, se every second. Yesterday I was up till like 3 a.m. Uh, other day on Thursday, it was like 2.30. It was like so much fun to work at night. It's like no, no background noise, just focus and uh, enjoy music and uh, vomiting a code uh, on the computer. Uh, so yeah, uh, uh, a lot of things to talk about. A lot of late night tea, that's all. Again, you know, and it came and offered tea at 8.30 p.m. I said, wow, this is a dangerous mode that's what's about to go into. <laughs> Yeah, it, it is fun. It just, uh, I, I don't say as a caffeine, but it's just like uh, the tea, if the tea is good, uh, the session, I would put that way, it's going to be a great, uh, the productivity will increase. Uh, so yeah, it, it's so much fun. Oh, and Nihal, I was supposed to say, yeah. we, have, we have new team members today, uh, Nihal's ears. Um, you, you know, <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, I was... Uh... I've just been playing around with, I've been on my audio kick again. So I've just been testing out different headphones. These are insane and they're like 50 bucks. <laughs> Looks like you're go to um, going to space. I know, right? Yeah, it's yeah, it looks like that. It looks like airline headphones. Yeah. <laughs> uh, um, they sound anything but. 
the the I know it's it's yeah I, I understand the audio kick part. The, this week I set up uh, my piano again, so I've been playing around with that a little bit. The piano is a MIDI keyboard, and it also has the um, the pads on it too, so you can like program in a drum, like basically a whole drum set. And so, you know, Sunday morning I think I was just at eight a.m. Also fun. Uh, so uh, that's, I'm going to let you take uh, take over here. You've got a couple of topics, and then we'll uh, jump into those together. Uh, sure. Uh, I have a couple of topics, uh, starting with the product product story or the company story, uh, the way of saying that, and uh, what should we include, how we can say, because the audience is different. They are coming from the different perspective, different background, and having different understanding about I would say even the culture, even the worldview, because what they heard, that's the word for them uh, as an, I mean, us, I mean, as an individual, uh, but sometimes it's right, sometimes it is not. Uh, and uh, how, how could you stand there uh, with what you, what you need to say and what you do? Uh, that's, the, that's a very interesting challenge, uh, I would say. And, uh, even talking with let's say the financial person who is having the background with the with the finance and all, how much deep we go with the technical side or the engineering side, and someone having the other side of view, how how we can how we can share the story. Uh, I don't know if anyone wants to jump in, but that's that's the question on the table. It's like how how could we start? One thing that stuck out to me today was Neil was showing uh, sort of a new site architecture that he was working on. And uh, it's like, damn, it's a lot of pages, you know? Like it's a lot of pages to show what is capable within this, this system. And, uh, you know, it was even interesting. I was sort of semi-complaining to Nihal this week uh, through Slack at the end of the day. And just like, you know, and again, just talking about, the, I guess, keeping things simple. And it's like, there's this balance between showing the, the wide, use cases and way that people are using the system and the values as app and a simple coherent message that sort of encompasses what we're doing. Uh, and that's a fun, you know, that's uh, still a challenge that we try to figure out. I felt heartwarmed today um, on our conversation earlier where there was a person who was new, newly exposed to our company who was doing some vetting and he was asking us these questions. And, you know, you'd answer the question at the end and just be like, hmm. That makes sense, you know, so that felt nice, you know, every answer that we had was, you know, it made sense, it was clear from a person who is operating in business with obviously some technical knowledge. Everything added up, there was no real need for like deep clarification or moments where there was misunderstanding. I think obviously there was a couple of times where we can always be less sort of high level, but I think that there is, um, you know, we're getting closer and closer to, to that every day. I think as far as the uh, the product story goes, it's uh, it's very helpful to have um, just like the history of it too, like having some sort of uh, timeline of like where we've been. Like in the past, we've done timelines more so on like the actual company and like all the uh, achievements we've made over the last uh, few years. Um, but it's also curious. I'm just I'm just wondering if we even have the assets still available of like what the uh, what the platform looked like like a year or two ago. And uh, you know the timeline of what we developed, but how much has grown, and then like looking as far as like the story goes, you look at the past, and then you can kind of extrapolate the future from that then as well, and then have like the timeline moving forward for plans and 
seeing if it kind of makes sense in the context of where we've been and where we're going and all that. So just like something visual too is always very helpful. It's always very fast to digest a lot of information. Yeah, that makes sense. But for example, but without visual, without showing the proof, uh, if you need to convince someone, I mean, sometimes that's where I find the challenge because if if it is, let's say, proving through uh, the, the doing the work, uh, I would, I would, I'm talking personally about me, it's like, but I, I don't have a challenge there because I can prove that uh, showing the work. Uh, but sometimes I struggle talking uh, just virtually. It's like talking with your words. That's where I find the gap. Or, I mean, it's convincing when when someone on the other side having the understanding about not just let's speak here, but also in general about any topic. Uh, but if not something like that, even if you have done so much work, it's it's difficult to prove. Or is that just the words you used and the way you use? It's different. It's sure. It depends on the audience, maybe. Uh, you kind of have to use the words that are more uh, effective on different people, I suppose, more high level, you know, scientific words for high level scientific people. And then you have to understand how to, you can really only understand something if you're able to like take something complicated and explain it to a five-year-old. So it's all about the language you use, I guess. Yeah. And I, I find that, I think there's a, there's a balance there, right? Like you want to, you, you weave the story and you tailor how you articulate what we do and the product and everything based on the audience and you know again it's, if you're talking to a market researcher it's really easy to use example of past market research examples are always concrete and really easy to understand um when when someone maybe isn't fitting into your, your that audience or they're a different audience like then you need to start to maybe use different messaging and i thought as you know that's why i know you listened to it i listened to that podcast too with lex um, with Lex Friedman and the, the, uh, uh, the guy who built sort of NumPy, NumPy and everything. And so it was interesting. He talked about when he was a professor, he did, you know, two weeks of teaching and he was talking at too high of a level. And then he, you know, tried to test his students and none of them, they all failed basically. He, he taught for two weeks and they hadn't understood anything. And so it's also like that part that I think you're trying to break down because I think when you like tech and you think it's easy to talk at a high level, but like that's not truly caring or empathizing also with the audience that, that you're dealing with. And I think that's why we've seen, you know, even through something like GPT-3, a lot of people using that sort of the, the one, the module, I guess, is like, um, tell this in the story of a, a, two, a second grader or a fifth grader or an eighth grader. And uh, I think that's a really uh, important part of what, of what we need to do to be able to tell that story accurately and successfully. And that's also like, for example, the Steve Jobs, what, what, what was the unique thing about him, even it talks in his book, uh, uh, is like he, he was the good storyteller. He, he, he was the good uh, uh, connecting, not with the audience, that's another piece, but talking about what, what he's building and what he's doing. That's what it makes uh, even the leaders unique. As like, I don't know, at some point, uh, I would like some mentorship uh, or maybe have someone who had the good uh, storytelling uh, expertise and getting trained under that. That's that's my one of the wish uh, list to get trained with the high paid people. It's like, see how does that look like and what does that mean? Uh, yeah. Yeah, it really helps you to uh, 
sympathize with the uh, the company and the products. No one's sympathizing with uh, Mark Zuckerberg. No one really cares much for Facebook because of him, in a way. But uh, um, shouldn't talk too much crap. Well, you, you talked about it last week, and I think it was like sort of because it's what you're actually doing in a, for example, a slide deck too, where you're saying like, here's the world as it is. Here's the problem. Here's the current solution. The solution is not sufficient. Here's why. And now here's the promised land uh, that you're now brought to with this solution that you know hopefully you are delivering or at least attempting to deliver. So I think there's a lot to learn about. Like it's interesting in copywriting. Um, you know, Nihal is much better at this than I am. But like when I was back in my marketing days, there was all these formulas to copywriting, like ADA, AID, A, uh, attention, interest, desire, action, and you were supposed to, everything you were supposed to write had to fit that. So when we're telling our story, or for example, Nihal is working on sort of maybe the like the pages that illustrate how like how the system is being used, it's like solidifying that formula and then building the you know the content around that so it actually fits the story arc or the you know the way that people are used to that you know dealing with information or, or getting pulled stuff so um i think there's a lot of work for us here to do and i think you know part of it is you know we've talked about this before but just like the story of speak and why we started building this came from a lot of disparate things it came from a lot of different problems or things that we were seeing in our own personal lives and also professional lives and also in bigger macro trends as well too so all those things you try to factor in but sometimes you maybe have to actually filter those things out because it doesn't necessarily matter to the story you're telling in that moment uh, no matter how hard you try yeah. do you have any thoughts Yeah, um, I, I think one of the biggest uh, principles that I think s stands true to most uh, products you sell, whether those are like consumer facing, the, the, I mean, we've talked yeah. about it before, and like, what's up? Just lost it for a second. I think you're back oh, now, though. I'm back now. Oh, maybe I like yanked on my uh, mic cord. You know the the whole like kiss principle, right? Like the keep it simple, stupid. Like we've talked about that previously, and you know I think we are slowly working towards that. And part part of the idea behind you know breaking down specific use cases and specific workflows uh, to a more granular granular level, I think feeds into that as well, where. Yes, we can talk about our system and you know what we're building in this very like large scale forward facing way, but if we can't actually show people how it impacts their life, or how, I, I guess their work life more specifically, um, then we're not really telling the right story, I suppose. Where you know we we can tell someone, hey, you know you can transcribe using the platform, but what we should maybe be trying to do is hey, here's how you, here's why transcribing for you specifically is the right thing to do. Why building a media library is the right thing for you to do. And like how, you know, educating people on why these are useful additions to their lives instead of just putting it out there and like hoping that they see the value in it, right? Because I think we've gotten better at that over time. But I, I did feel sometimes that some of the people that came in that just got the platform were generally 
either you know uh, really knew what they were looking for, um, had a bit more of a technical base, but then we actually see the struggle with people that are maybe coming in from more generic platforms or you know platforms with much simpler use cases where they come to our platform and I feel like sometimes they're overwhelmed. And part of the um, part of the benefits, for example, some of the work Fatsal's been doing on the product tours and uh, you know some of the onboarding messaging is really contributing more to that that full cycle storytelling where we you know tell a, a story on our website that gets them to then sign up for the free trial. But then once they're actually on the platform, how do we continue that story and try to make it fit better for them? Um, and I thought one thing I was reading this that article uh, yesterday that I shared about like building SaaS websites. And I thought one thing that was interesting was how they put, they talked about positioning um, your marketing efforts and resource sharing based on, you know, your customers and what their story might be. Right. So one of them was about, so the three, three breakdowns they had was, okay, customers that are you know, problem unaware, customers that are pro problem aware, and then, uh, solution aware so you know problem unaware people that have pain points but don't really know how to solve them problem aware is like they have a goal that they're trying to fix and then solution aware is they're actively seeking solutions for so, so it's almost like a funnel thing right like bottom of the top funnel but middle bottom of the funnel uh, but i just liked how this was phrased because it puts you in that mind frame of okay so it's all about solving problems and telling stories and making sure that the stories you tell help people solve their problems, right? So it's uh, it, it's definitely something even from, you know, just uh, as someone new to uh, the tech space, I mean, it's been six months, but, you know, in the grand scheme of things, um, it's very different from um, solving problems on like a consumer front or selling a product, for example, right? Because one product that I, I really love their marketing my friend works at this company called uh, Midday Squares. I think I might have talked about it in the past. They're like this uh, chocolate bar company out of Montreal, mm -hmm. right? And their entire marketing is just like video. Like they literally record every single thing that they do from like production to like their business. They kind of do like what like, you know, like uh, almost like building in public, but involving their their uh, fans around the world in. Um, and I just feel like that's cool and like really works well for, let's say, a consumer facing product, right? Because you, you can go crazy with the branding, you can be a bit brash, you can you can have fun with it. While sometimes I find on the B2B SaaS side, storytelling is a bit different, right? It's it's exactly. less about, it's yeah, it's, it's still bringing, I guess, like pleasure or like uh, satisfaction to the end user, but it's it's a very different, it's a very different kind of satisfaction, right? Uh, it's it's more of a mental and time satisfaction versus, let's say, oh, like drink this Red Bull and you know you'll start flying. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So uh, yes, yeah, so, so something I'm also trying to like get better at and uh, grow into as well. Yeah, I absolutely echo that because to be honest, I also learned over the time even working at VKI, it's like okay, building the technology and building the product using the engineering is the one part of the story, but building a product that sells, that itself sell in the market or telling the story how the product is useful to you is the whole different challenge. 
because okay uploading a video or doing xyz or transcription everything uh, one side it's absolutely gonna work because that's the technology we build but that is not gonna solve or or uh, help to grow the business because on the other side it's not just the engineering it's 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 sort of a that's why that's why i bring up the topic about the product story or the company story or like how is it helpful because I absolutely can echo that because I learned that's like building just the, through the engineering is not enough. Uh, and it's like, okay, we need the product tool or the messaging. And it's like sending the message if they spend some time on the pricing page, see, hey guys, why are you here? How can I help? Or anything like that. It's like, do more engagement. Uh, that's the bottom line, I would say. It's like more engagement, help them to create a more connection and uh, get to the platform. That's an interesting, something. like, oh, sorry, I can go ahead. Right, go, go, go. Uh, I was just going to say, that's like an interesting, like, perspective uh, shift of um, you're telling the story, uh, like, originally, you're telling the story from, like, your perspective of, like, this is our company, this is our product, but now it's, you're kind of flipping it over to, this is the product, and the customer is, like, the inserted main character, and it's their story instead, not ours. Yeah, that is you, that's as a customer, it's, it's your product, that brings me help. Oh, uh, I, I think, for example, one of the things that I saw, or I, I think I was reading some like growth story yesterday, right? And the whole whole thing was about how this company used TikTok as an example, like a SaaS company used TikTok as an outreach channel, right? Like they were, I think they spent like two grand working with different TikTok influencers to essentially drive traffic to their platform. Um, but then, you know, once again, you run into that issue of, okay, the, the product they were promoting was A, freemium, B, like very simple, singular use case. And then C, it's, it's a very easy thing to sell, right? So it's, how do you, once again, take maybe something that doesn't necessarily seem like the average, I mean, it's probably not for the average consumer, but let's say you worked with specific niches, right? How do you, uh, like Lauren said, how do you make the product story about them versus about, hey, look at this cool thing we've built, use it, right? It's, hey, here's this cool thing we built, here's how you can use it, and more or less take ownership of all the work you do with this platform. Uh, and essentially how it's going to you know, save you time, money, make your job suck less, whatever it might be. I think that's where the case study comes to the picture uh, to telling more convenient way and it's like finding oh this is this is us this is the same problem we have the case study we put on the web so it's like that's how it get more connected and like problems emerge can you hear me yeah problems emerge in different areas so like two things that came out this week one of them was uh you know the company that we're working with they wanted um it about mm, uh, let's say 50 hours of, of transcripts and really all they needed to get all they cared about at the end was like a nicely formatted accurate transcripts in a word document and then the way that we were sort of like you know we're, it's so cool you can come in you can order a transcript you put in the speaker's name cool 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 but it's taking you know five <laughs> five five minutes to, uh, to order a transcript and when you're doing that 50 times over you know that's not very fun and we're actually creating unneeded unnecessary frustration for our own customers so it's like hey 
and, and we could have just left that, you know, we could have just said, I'll keep, keep going to it. And instead it's like, no, let's intervene. We know what's needed. There's another better way to do this. And so, you know, say, say, say there's 30 transcripts left that, that would then take 30 times five, an hour and a half to order. And, and we're like, no, we're not going to let you suffer through this. We're going to order all of these in 10 seconds. And that's what we did. Like it's, so it's like, sometimes we build something that then has conflict or creates friction in the product. And really all we're trying to do is make life easier for people. Or and, and like, if we can do that, people are going to love us. You know what I mean? And then we could see the joy when we went back to the company and said, Hey, don't worry about it. We've got, we've got this. You're good. We'll take care of the rest done. And then just one other one that popped out this week was uh, a company that we're working with a larger organization and they're using our media player and they're embedding it on their site. And so the, the thing that emerged for them as an institution that's, you know, very public, all of this media player needs to be like very, like really good contrast and completely AODA accessible, basically. They're Ontario institution. So a new, you know, problem presented itself, which is we love this platform. We've actually gotten really good feedback on it. But unless where our players are AODA accessible, we can get in trouble as an organization. So how do we solve that problem for them? And like those, I mean, again, little areas that emerge, all of them combine to make our system better, solve the problems that stick out for people. And just, again, what, what does everyone want? They want their life to be easier. They want to want to stop making them spend time in unnecessary places so that they can focus on the more important tasks to them. And, you know, I think we're continuing to align that more and more, even as Vatsal, like you spent you know, quite a bit on it. And I, I have two interfacing with some of our transcription team. And they're saying like, you know, this takes me too long to do transcribing. So it's not even just improving it for our customers. It's actually improving it for the people who are delivering value for our, um, our, our customers. And there's even companies using our system right now who have leveraged their own transcription teams. And if we can make that process easier for them, they're going to love our platform more and want to use it more too. So overall, just ease of, you know, ease of life improvements are very exciting to me. And I, you know, feel for the first time maybe that our system is actually, in a way, it's at a satisfactory place in terms of functionality. It's now just improving it. Like all the data yeah. is in there, the transcription is there, even the analysis is there. And like I was saying, I posted a picture in Slack the other day. It's like, if we can just display the sentences in this format versus this format, then we've unlocked even more value. Everything is already there. It's now just piecing it together properly and making micro improvements. It's obvious that the problem space we're in is significant, it's large, and people still don't feel like it's adequately solved. So we have a lot of opportunity here right now. Yep, and it's like even if you see the, the, the task in the OKR for the next two quarter decides, like let's talk about the quarter four, uh, the focus is more about the optimization and the performance improvement uh, rather than working for two and a half months adding new features because uh, we all know that it's like what needs to be improved. And uh, Tyler, you touch on the transcript editor piece. So I think uh, we can move on the second topic, which is like the, the transcript editor. And, uh, and, and Tyler touch upon a little bit on the, on the transcription team and the professional transcription team is like, how, what's their feedback? How are they using? And uh, uh, this week I involved more with them uh, and, and getting the feedback. And I'm, I'm so obsessed with, with the improvements uh, we wanted to make on the platform. Uh, what one thing sticks to me was 
uh, that let's say one hour transcription takes around for average four hour plus. Is that correct? Is that the accurate? Uh, uh, yeah. So it's like how we can reduce that one to four ratio to at least one to two and a half or one to three. What are the changes means to make? How we can make it more easy if you are spending four hours of your day on, on the platform and if that doesn't brings you a joy, okay, you, you, yes, you work for uh, uh, hourly rate or you work for money, that's a one part, but at the end, what's, what's more important is the pleasure or the joy or the fun to work on the platform. And uh, how, how, how can we close the gap? Uh, the first version we have launched because there was a need, uh, there was the requirement and we had done uh, the best what we can. Uh, but we have we have gathered so many feedbacks. We have transcribed. Uh, I don't know if you have the number. I don't have top of my mind, but over hundred hours. Over hundred hour transcription. It's like at least almost three hundred or three fifty plus files uh, so far. And uh, a couple of things. Uh, also, we all have learned. I personally learned with this, which is like improving the editor experience, giving more space for the editing and uh, reduce all unnecessary buttons or the text from the UI and make it simple as much as we can uh, with all the shortcuts, knee pads, guide. Uh, I also learned about the foot pedal, uh, which I didn't know about that. So that's a good sign. It's like how we can improve with those sort of features. And uh, everyone knows it's like the, what are the companies are in the market who does the, uh, the, the professional human transcription. One is the Rev. Uh, uh, they acquired Tammy as like they, they, they sort of have the same interface and uh, I spent the time on G2 about the, the product reviews like what does that look like what is that what, what is the feeling and the sentiment of the transcribers for this tool because that's the big piece everyone wants to generate more content which is very obvious now and uh, at the end they also want the professional email transcription if, if, if people are pissed off with the way I was like, if either or, uh, how we can improve and, and put our, our stand clearly in the market and reduce, if any, if you reduce for one file, one hour, that's the big improvement. If we, if we get one to one, one to three ratio, that's the goal. But how, that's the engineering challenge, but that's the, the goal. We'll stop there, but uh, yeah. Um, I'm just curious what you guys are thinking about um... Uh, how much of an effort really should be put into human transcription and like how many years do you think it's going to be before human transcription is completely done away with like automation just can handle it perfectly well and uh, do you think it's um, like just as far as like the revenue stream right now is a good idea to focus on human transcription but do you think there's going to come a time in our uh, in the business um, trajectory that we're kind of going to do away with that we're going to be just relying on automation entirely but let's say, let, let me put this way. If you're looking for something and if you go to the grocery store, it's like if you re really need something and if it is not in the grocery store, what are you going to do? Any, what are you going to do? You go to the, another grocery store, it's like find that item. Uh, it's like if, if people are looking for, what's my point is if people are looking for, let's say the human transcription, the first point is like, why would we take away from them? And the second point about the, the accuracy and the improvements and the automation, uh, uh, automated transcription. I mean, you also have worked a, 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 a quite bit of hours, uh, a couple of hours on the human transcription. You see the problems like when the speaker is 
overlapping each other, the audio quality is uh, not obvious, as like a, a lot of a background noise, that's not gonna create uh, the accurate transcription. And that is also depends on the use case where it becomes to the research or the publishing on the very large scale that needs the at least the proofreading, I would say. So you don't think any time soon in the foreseeable future will ever be, you know, human transcription will never be obsolete. At least at this point, I won't put a number. Uh, what we want to improve is like how, so many people I was reading yesterday, uh, a one comment that uh, uh, it's like she was a teacher in USA. She's a teacher in USA and uh, she was looking for a summer job. So someone suggested her to work on the transcription software. And, uh, and she was getting to learn more about how Rev works and what does the tool like. But she got rejected from the platform within three days. Why? Because they have the grading system, like I was talking to Kyle in the mornings, like A, A plus, C, up to something D or something. And if you get up to that, you, you, you will be deactivated, you will get warnings, and uh, you will be kicked off from the platform. So think about how many people are looking for those sort of a work and how much we can create the job at the same point. It's like, it's, it is not about, it is two sides about, uh, of course, doing a business, but on other sides, like how many people uh, we can help them to make money through the, through the platform. It's like, uh, if someone is making money through a platform, why wouldn't I, why wouldn't we? Sure. It's, uh, it's becoming uh, not so much less of an app, but more of a marketplace in a way. Uh, I don't know the, the exact number of more, but I, just based on the work we've done, it, I can't see it being within five years that professional trans, professional transfer is going anywhere. Uh, like you know, these companies have invested a lot of like Rev and trans, you know, uh, transcribe me and you know GMR transcription. We've invested a lot of money into this for a reason. And I think it's just, again, it comes down to the complexity of human language, us talking over each other, and you know, even things like noisy backgrounds and audio and, and things like that. So you know, we've bumped up many times against, for example, academic or scientific researchers, or even you know, public you know, companies who are sharing content publicly. And they can't, they're not competent. They're not competent to be able to do research on it if it hasn't been proofread. And they're not confident that, uh, you know, to publish it online in a place where it has errors and doesn't hit the accessibility standards that are there. So, you know, I don't, I don't know what the future looks like exactly. And there's been some pretty amazing improvements in speech recognition and some pretty big breakthroughs that are, are coming through right now. I think as a company, though, we are just going to we'll continue to adapt. And really, in the end, you know, what does this mean for us is that, you know, maybe that the automated speech recognition systems get more accurate, but I just don't think it will ever be fully accurate, uh, you know, to, to be fully confident. So um, I might be wrong. I might, in a couple of years, I might be like, gosh, uh, that was a bad statement. But, you know, based on what we're seeing today, there's so many problems um, with it. There's so many, a lot of, lot of big solutions to be able to solve. Oh, bad quickly, like, you know, transcribing is actually a very fun job if the system is intuitive and the file is, you know, good. And the system, you know, like, you know, what I like about the team is we're all willing to get dirty and put our hands into things if required. And, you know, Lauren, I know you've done it. Uh, that's what we've done it. Uh, and I've done it. It's just like took on a, a, a stray file um, that, uh, you know, that we just needed to do. 
And you know, in my own way, it's actually a really enjoyable task. One always remember you saying like that you like to clean up chaos, like sort of you do talk about it in accounting or financial things, but there's something very fulfilling about finding an inaccuracy and then cleaning, you know, changing that to something accurate. And I've also seen from working with our transcriber team is that they're actually, they're very passionate, they're very passionate people about producing accurate transcripts. Like they care about the work that they're doing and they want to know that they, you know, did a good job and that the people who received it in the end were happy. And that's something that you don't always see in every job, but there is, it seems from at least dealing with, you know, many dozens of, of people doing transcription work that there is a, the desire for them to do a good job. And that's, that's really nice to, to, to know. Okay, that's all. Topic three, sir. Yeah, do you want to start anything? Uh, I thought you had unmuted. Gonna yeah, it kind of slipped my mind, so. Uh, <laughs> uh, all right, okay. How do you want to come back? Uh, uh, I mean, that, that's, that's the good thing to, to work and to improve because what does that help to, 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 to transcribe more files within a week? Uh, let, let me know if I'm wrong, but this week we transcribed 20 hours or? 20? More than that, actually. But yeah. Yeah, it's like 20 hours, how we can get to the 50 hours of transcription done by the transcriber, how we can get to 100 hours in a week. Uh, and, uh, and it's like a ton of, a ton of work, also managing a lot of thing on the human transcription side, uh, how we can reduce that part. So that's, that's, the, that's the second stage I would put, but the first part is like, let's get the transcriber, the professional people happy on the platform and that will solve all, all our problem, many other problem, at least in this segment particularly. Uh, yeah, that is, that's, that's. Uh... Just to jump in, I like remember, so like there's three, three things that I was wondering about, not to drag this on for too long, but mm -hmm. one, one of them is, you know, with respect to human transcription versus automated, um, for example, will there be a time maybe in the future where people don't care as much about 100% accuracy. Like they're satisfied with, I understand compliance and also like very specific use cases where it might still be important, but I, I kind of think about that sometimes with, you know, the way people use even just let's say YouTube transcripts or like content creators who just use, you know, these auto-generated transcripts. Like do they, for the vast majority of their audience, do they necessarily care about 100% transcription or, you know, is the kind of four hours plus, you know, whatever X amount it would have cost to manually transcribe it worth the trade-off? I feel like that's one. Um, the second one, when it comes to creating a marketplace for, let's say, transcription jobs or bringing people into the platform and kind of making our platform their kind of go-to transcri transcription software um, from both the worker side and also just customer customer side. Um, part of me almost feels like, you know, at that point you end up almost creating a, obviously it's integrated into the system, but that would almost call for a, a separate business unit, right? Kind of how we dis discussed uh, initially where then, you know, you have speak the, the platform and then you have speak the service, right? Or like speak the consulting firm, whatever it is. And I feel like we 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 end up with that uh, that dilemma again. But that's that's just two top, two thoughts. 
there's a lot of people who are very happy with a 95% accurate transcript. I think most times, you know, generally I, I'm still amazed by the accuracy of automated systems. Then, 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 yeah. But then once you start to do research, or for example, even like when I do, like I do a CSV export and uh, for example, try to understand the most, the most popular entities or things like that. That's when you, like when you start to dig deeper, that's when you start to see the ramifications or the consequences of inaccurate data. And, uh, you know, whether you're, again, you're doing research, whether you're publishing something or what the bigger use, you know, this is what we've seen from something like Amazon Turk, something like LAI, something like what Rev is doing, where they're actually cleaning this data or lab basically labeling this data to build their own models. Um, you know, you build a model off inaccurate data, there's consequences to that. So I think, you know, there's gonna be a level of creators who, for example, like a solo entrepreneur, you know, they're gonna run a audio file through Otter uh, or Descript. They're gonna be pretty happy and it's gonna serve most of their function. Some of them might even take that transcript and actually post it on a website, even without the, even with inaccuracies, because it's, you know, still giving them the benefit. It's mostly readable and that's satisfactory enough. Once you move into, you know, a larger company, you know, 20 people plus, that's not necessarily uh, worth it for them. There's risk in that. There could be, um, you know, a word that's mispronounced, maybe not mispronounced, pronounced properly, but misrepresented in the transcript that is bad for their brand. You know, and we've all seen the problems with small slip ups in today's world, um, whether you're a person or a brand. And really, I think there is a, a desire to limit that as much as possible. And if you can do that quickly and, you know, cost effectively as possible. And, you know, it's interesting because cost effectively, when someone thinks maybe a dollar fifty per minute for a transcript, that sounds really expensive. But then you try to do it yourself and you're like, oh my God, this is not expensive uh, because you realize the cost of doing it in your own way. And uh, so I think that's the other part that we've seen over and over again. Um, the other part, I guess, is the sort of second thought, which is like the marketplace idea. Truthfully, I, I, it does that, you know, that does scare me a bit. You know, one of the things that I heard over and over is, again, as an entrepreneur, which is like marketplace companies or business models are very difficult because you need to fulfill the demand from both sides. So we're, we're good if we can produce value for customers um, as long as we have enough transcribers to be able to fulfill that different when you do automated transcript and that's why you know a, a system like again like you know otter's been adopted i see on their ads right now 10 million people using them and there's no problems with scale in that system and that's really a beautiful thing i mean there's problems in scale and in, in a different manner which is you need really good engineers uh, uh which have their own cost and complexity uh to be able to manage that but there is not maybe as much of a bottleneck now that they've got their base system down and can scale and hit a certain amount of, you know, basically an unlimited amount of minutes. I don't know what they're doing per month, millions, uh, and, uh, and not having any problem to that. So there's definitely, a, we're taking on a bigger bottleneck here, but it's also, uh, you know, it seems to be a problem space that's not necessarily fulfilled. And even one of the requests we got today was great. It was, you know, we need everything transcribed here, but we also need sentiment analysis. And so another transcription company, again, Otter doesn't have the human part. Rev has the transcription part, doesn't have the sentiment analysis part bundled in. There's a lot of different gaps in this sort of what feels like a small niche space, but what you realize is 
a massive space that's only going to continue to grow. Yeah, it's like to your point, the first point is like we see the technology is changing way more faster than as a human we adapt. So we, we don't adapt that much change because we are so stuck with our day-to-day. It's like what we are used to do, right? So that's the another part, like how far, how, how long it's going to take to adapt only the automation transcription and not use. Uh, and even with the YouTube platform and stuff, yes, they does that, the captioning, the transcription part, but are you willing to upload your sensitive videos on the YouTube to just do that job? Are you, if you, if you want to scale, are you going to do it manually all the time? Or so what is the solution there? How you can scale that? Yes, it's definitely going to work for individual who are looking to save money or who are looking to get it cheap for sure. Uh, but as Tara mentions, like for the B2B, it's going to get difficult to scale that, the, the piece. And it's like, if you see the, the numbers with the revenue, it's like Rav quarter three uh, revenue was average $550 million. Quarter two was like more than $600 million. It's like, of course, not everything problem from the human transcription part. Uh, they, they are also offering a couple of other services, but we think that things gonna change tomorrow, but it does take, adoption takes more time. And for your second point, uh, to be honest, that's always, we talk quite a bit, even in the previous podcast parts about uh, having the different segments, different departments, also by the sector. It's like SpeedKI for medical, SpeedKI for marketing, SpeedKI for research. And the platform does the, the workflow which is required by each segment. They produce the, 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 the insights, the sentiment analysis also specifically trained for the medical data versus marketing data. Uh, because what we have the data set in general, even if you do the Kaggle, which is the the platform where you can find all this data set, you will find the same, there's not that much data around the medical records. So let's say if you're providing the sentiment analysis, and if, 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 you want to, if you want to get more accuracy compared to others, we want to train on that. So, so that's where it's gonna bring us more uh, growth towards uh, having the different segments. That's always, I don't know, is the plan or will be the plan uh, for us. Just add quickly, like I have a lot of inspiration right now from, from Canva. Uh, Canva is, uh, I think, the fourth most valuable private company in the world, uh, which is insane. And like their whole business model is basically built around templating. And uh, what I like about, you know, what, you know, at least with the professional transcription and also what we're trying to accomplish in general, like, but like with the professional transcription, it's a templated task that can be repeated over and over to produce value. And, you know, it's like, here's the audio file, here's the automated transcript, clean this up to 100%, it merges back with our system, we deliver value. Once you start to get, I mean, we do a lot of complex things here, but when, when you start to introduce, you know, other bigger tasks or, you know, um, undertakings into a system, that's when you have to bring in, again, project managers and developers and, you know, you know all these different factors. And then, you know, these things are not necessarily repeatable and easy to accomplish. So there's a lot of mess and chaos that can be in trying to take these things. But like we're getting closer and closer to be able to deliver, you know, repeatable value through this micro task that we know has validation as the needed thing in the market. So that that gives me hope 
Because when you build that templated or process or system together, that's where you can continue to grow and repeat valuable without the challenges of coming from completely net new uh, workings or undertakings. So, okay. yeah, five minutes left. That's so you got one more one more uh, point here. Uh, that's gonna be a tight. Uh, uh, the, the <laughs> uh, but the point was on the integrations and uh, uh, what different integration is in the development which we are planning to launch in probably October uh, for for our customer and the one of the one is like the Zoom integration where you can see all your past recordings and also you can schedule a call or schedule a meeting or you also can sync your scheduled call to automatically pull back on the speak for all the analysis and create the whole automation flow from the platform instead of depending on the third-party platform. Or, I mean, Zapier integration is great, but again, when it is a company, if they have 300 videos, uh, and I did for one of our customer, it's like have 300 plus videos on the Vimeo and that, that customer switch from Vimeo to the speak media player, that was the, that was the huge move uh, from the customer perspective. Yes, there are not 10 customers like that moved so far, but that is the beginning. That's always the zero to one and one to 10. So, uh, so that's the big piece. And that's why uh, uh, if more focused on the integration and build in the platform to make life easier. And also if someone wants to move from the third party platform, they can move within a day. It's like with the one click, they switch the entire platform like Vimeo or any other media player to the speak. So how we can do that and how, what is the easiest way to do it. And uh, I'm really thank a couple of people who helped me uh, 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 to, to complete this integration within a week. So that is fantastic. And uh, now that's my responsibility to, to, to mold in a way that is required for our customer and for the speak. And uh, and combine that uh, in a in a nice package for our customer. So that's that's the the Vimeo integration and the Zoom integration. Uh, it's it's in this in the radar to launch probably in the October. But again, that is also depends so much in the messaging on the changes on the website, changing on the homepage because now you can do more. It is not just the inside or the transcription, which we used to talk about. It's the whole big different piece where it's a big selling piece. Because before, uh, if you remember Tara, it's like everyone is like in our team, it takes two weeks for someone to download the private video from Vimeo, share with us, we download, we upload on the platform. It's so much time consuming process, but that's how you learn. That's how you learn the process. That's how you learn the workflow. Uh, so these are the two integration. Uh, uh, it's going live. I think it just speaks to trying to complete the workflow for the customers that we're seeing. So even these market researchers, a lot of them um, are doing their interviews on Zoom. And why not? Why make them do all this work when we could like automate the entire thing for them? People love automation. I love autom We're all here because we love automation. So um, you know, anytime we can do that. I would say, you know, the other thing that uh, I'm really excited about, maybe not coming out in October, we'll see, um, but it's like also like the import of um, like documents too. Text yeah. PDFs, yes. Word docs, text files. Because right now, if you want to, we had one company come to us and said, hey, we want to analyze 
all the newsletters that we have. We've got them all, and I think they're Google Docs, and there are still some weird, sort of like a weird Google Doc Zap Day um, sort of uh, holdup that it's an obstacle to complete this. And so it's like, ah, you know, we, we have everything we need except for this part. And um, so I'm really excited for the, this import of, of it because people have these pre-existing assets and they're constantly creating assets in something like Word doc or in PDF format. And if we can help them extract value from that, there's a huge layer that can be done. Because look, in the right now there was, it's like, we can say just an example, 30 newsletters and copying and pasting them hand by hand. Now it goes from, oh, I've got a, uh, a local folder on my computer with the PDFs from every newsletter. Um, 15 seconds later, every one of them is pulled into the platform and analyzed. Those are exciting. I mean, maybe you might not find that exciting, but I find that very exciting. Um, the speed enhancements and ease of, ease of use that we're now generating sort of bulk management and also text, which so much value and so much work is still being done in text format besides the audio and video adoption that we're seeing right now. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's what I wanted to touch after the few minutes Zoom, but uh, that's a nice way you covered it. So that's amazing. Uh, and, and also the goal for all this integration, just want to say in three words, like want to hurt, I want to hear from the customer moving forward. It's like, it just worked. So it, it is just work as expected. So when some, something is work as you expect, uh, that's sort of the, the end goal uh, of the product is like, oh, it just worked. It just worked smoothly, it just worked perfectly. The perfection uh, in terms of not uh, the, the, the aesthetic of the feature, uh, but the functionality of the feature just work as we expect. So uh, that is the goal and uh, yeah, I think, I think it comes back to our input output thesis, which again, like we're adding these things to the system, but they're not these massive jumps within functionality anymore. It's just like making easier to put information in and then making the information that comes out better. Uh, so those are like exciting things that, uh, you know, I'm, I'm glad to be at this level where we do have this wonderful platform and start to have those opportunities to uh, make these improvements now. So. Um, there will be more coming, but some pretty exciting. You know, I would say more R&D innovation stuff because that's just, you know, that's also why, you know, we're here, we love that. But uh, again, it feels nice to be building off customer feedback and user feedback to make a system even more valuable than it is today. Okay, 101 guys, any, uh, any comments? Anyone want to wrap, want to wrap this up? Uh, when did you say it was going to be uh, the ready, the Zoom integration in a couple of weeks? A couple of weeks, I would say the October, uh, because I'm probably flying uh, to India in October. Uh, so I also wanted to make sure everything was aligned uh, with the timeline. So try my best. So uh, uh, yeah, working hard here to put back to just speak all this integration. Yeah. yeah. From what you've shown the team so far, it looks pretty close to being ready anyways. I, I missed that. From what you've shown the team, like uh, just a couple of days ago, it looked pretty close yeah. to being ready. Yeah. So. Yes, exactly. Uh, but what I said is like, it just worked. That is not there yet. Uh, it does work, but it just worked. It's like, wow, uh, the wow piece is missing there. So it's yeah. just a little bit of work there uh, to make sure it, uh, yeah, it pulled the right way. Yeah. You know, you're good? Okay. All right, guys. Um, then trying to think if there's anything else here. 
no, October 1st, for anyone uh, who is watching, listening, or being this, I hope you had a wonderful end to your quarter, and I hope you're going to have a fantastic end of the year here. Q4 2021, um, you know, I know we're really excited about everything that's going on, and, uh, you know, it's an it's a interesting time in history that we're in with technology, world, uh, and, uh, yeah, just as always, grateful to be here, grateful for anyone who tunes in and supports us. Very thankful for it, and great to spend this time with you guys. Thank you so much.